This is the I Love Success Podcast. I'm Peter Jurukowski, and I have made a vow to myself to help as many people as possible to achieve their dreams. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success Podcast. I'm grateful to have you here with me today, and this is a special, special episode. And when I went to the gym this morning, I almost had to pinch myself and you know, sometimes when you look at these uh, quotes saying if you you're, you're, you five years ago would have been proud of yourself. And I kind of had that moment because I get to speak with uh, an Olympic medalist today. And I've, I've been able to talk to a lot of these great people and share that journey. And that makes me very humble that they want to come on and share and that I get to learn from these people. And uh, this is a revisit uh, from somebody that I really enjoy talking to. And this was in the beginning of the I Love Success podcast. I don't even remember which episode we're doing today, but it's more than 310. And <sighs> back in the day when Dotsie came on my show, it was episode 14. So if you want to check out Olympic silver medalist Dotsie Bausch, uh, go to episode 14 of the I Love Success podcast. And that was recorded in 2017. So we're like seven years ago. And uh, that's a 90-minute episode just sharing her incredible journey as an athlete going into becoming an activist. Today, we're going to talk about something that I really care about, and that is redefining success. And I think redefining success starts with how you how you think about what you want. Some people call it goal setting. Some people talk call it pushing towards the impossible. Uh, we all call it different things. And when I emailed Dotsie, I think it was in the beginning of January, uh, she responded to uh, my question about goal setting uh, like this. And I hope it's okay with you, Dotsie, that I read this because I love it. Uh, OMG. Was that like 10 million years ago or what? No, it was seven years ago, Dotsie. Okay, good. <laughs> and it's so nice to see your name in my inbox. Happy New Year, by the way. And just sorry for interrupting, but reconnect with old friends, guys. This is awesome. And I, I just was so happy. So today, go into email somebody you haven't talked to in a while because that's it will make them happy and yourself too. Uh, and then, then she wrote, I would be happy to... But I will tell you, I'm much more of a process person than a goal-setting gal. I always disappoint, I think, when I am on shows and they want to know my goal-setting secret because I don't have any. And side notes from a podcaster who have done 300-plus episodes, facts, there are no secrets. <laughs> I always disappoint. Um, I think when I am on shows, oh, I, I already read that. My brain just doesn't shine in that way. I'm much more of do what you love, head down, work hard, accept the defeats, and hammer on towards what you don't even realize at the time might be possible. I think if I set goals, I would set them too low. I like to push towards the impossible, and some days I fail, but other days I reach past what I ever could have imagined. That's what you wrote to me, Dotsie. So let's get started, everybody. This is Dotsi Bauch coming directly from Puerto Vallarta, I believe, where she's currently <laughs> hanging out. You, if, you, if you're watching this episode, you'll see some 
beautiful palms. LA is raining today, so I'm a little bit, little bit jealous. <laughs> but yeah, w- welcome back, Dotsy, first of all. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be back. I can't believe it was episode 14. Good on you for hanging in there. Because having a podcast for the last multiple years, well, first of all, it's rare and uh, it ain't easy. So I'm, I'm so glad you're you're still sharing all this wisdom with uh, all your listeners. Thank you. I appreciate that. And let, let's get right into it. So I think this is a very interesting topic because setting goals for the common person sometimes it might be good to do a regular process. But if you are somebody that are looking to do something that is beyond what your mind can conceive right now, I think you're the right person to talk to. So can you just share like what what is your process when you start thinking about something that you really want in your life? Um, gosh, I think that... Um, just in general, especially here in the, in, well, not in the United States right now, but in, in the United States, in the first world, we tend to live in a very distracted present, right? And we, uh, we, we, we all tend to focus on uh, the periphery, right? And ignore what's immediately in front of us yeah. instead of finding like a stable foothold. Uh, a lot of us end up reacting all the time. And I fall into that as, as well, right? Like you you have your to-do list of the day and uh, you, you find out at the end of the day that you were just reacting yeah. in, in, instead of doing, right? Because just stuff comes up. Um, but I I find, and this was true as an athlete and can, can kind of lead into, you know, how I goal set, which yeah. is living in the present. Um, I, I find that the distracted present is is a really miserable place to to spend time, yeah. and it can be it can it can handicap people, and it can handicap it handicaps me. Yeah. Uh, we also have plenty of studies that show that uh, being a multitasker, uh, we're terrible multitaskers, and it and it leads us n- nowhere uh, direct if we're always always living in the distracted present and and trying to multitask. Our lives are pulling us in so many different directions, except where we are most effective, right? And we're most effective right in the now. And I found for me, both as an athlete and now as an activate that uh, as an activist, that my flow state that athletes talk about a lot, right? Being in that flow state, or entrepreneurs, or any you know doctors, there's there's a, there's a flow state that is uh, an an indescribable place to be where it just seems like everything is coming together and you feel no pain. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a joyful, blissful, strange feeling because you don't experience it that often, but that state that many books have been written about the flow state, it's, it's always in the present, never future, never past. So staying right in the moment and not thinking about later today or tomorrow or next year, and especially not the Olympic games, right? Whether they're four years away, eight years away, 12 years away as they once were for me. Um, it's just as important. And uh, there's a good book out now by Stephen Kotler that's on flow. And he says it's it's just as important in the now, right? Like I said, there's no past, there's no future. And therefore there's a lot less room for self. 
And he says those are the three intruders most likely to yank us to the then or later in, instead of the right now. So when I think about what I want to accomplish too much past today or tomorrow, it takes me out of flow. And I'm not nearly as effective as I could be when I'm when I'm outside of flow. Yeah. Now, thank you for sharing that. I think as an athlete, I think like as a martial artist, you yeah. know, you have to be in the moment. Otherwise, you, you get your ass kicked. Uh, but I, I think that when I'm when I'm hearing you say this, I feel like you were also, and correct me if I'm wrong, in, in a position where you had guidance mm -hmm. that you trusted in. And I think that's a challenge that a lot of people mm. are facing today, because if you have a path to where you want to go and you trust that guidance, now you can let go and be in the present. Uh, so what advice do you want to give to others? And please correct me if I'm wrong, because mm -hmm. I feel the same way. When I have somebody I really trust, my father was my coach. Like I, I trusted him and I could focus just on the, you know, the training, uh, but in new situations in my life, when I don't have that, I tend to be more unpresent because I'm trying to control right. the situation and thinking if I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, as you were saying that, I was thinking about clarity and being very clear and definitive with what I'm doing right now, yeah. which is sharing a podcast with you yeah. and how important clarity is. And when when we set goals, most people, it's like, okay, I'm going to set a really clear goal, right? And they they tend to focus a lot more on what this big goal is going to be versus the clarity of it. Yeah. So big goal, right? I'm going to be on the Olympic podium. I want to be a CEO one day. I want to win an Academy Award, like these big grandiose thing. And we think that that's the point, right? Like set the big, huge goal. But it's it's not the point, right? The staying in the clarity of what I want or what I'm after, that gives me certainty. And it helps me because I need that certainty because I know what I'm doing right now. I know I know I can feel it. I'm in it talking to you. I'm here. I'm fluid. I'm aware. I'm not thinking about later today or in an hour or now, which makes it so I can give this moment my best. And what are all of those moments of clarity that lead into a big goal? All of those moments are what put you on the top step. Yeah literally, right? I mean, and there's going to be millions of them by the time you reach whatever your top step is, right? Whatever you think it might be or however you've created it, you know, in our heads. But when I think about, when I used to think about the top step or as an activist now thinking about, you know, winning um, our fight, yeah. it's too overwhelming for me to be really frank. Um, it's too overwhelming for me to think about that big goal. I, I, I just, I, I have to just bring it, bring it back down. Okay. If I do this today, this tomorrow, this, then I will, I will see if I am headed towards that goal or not. But, um, I had to chunk everything down 
to create these tiny little in the moment goals as as little as it, it may sound um you know stay fluid and strong in this 1500 meter effort and don't panic in the last 250 like you know i'm just right okay what's going to happen now and in the next you know 50 seconds or something like that yeah. um yeah you bring it back to what you need to do in this moment right and i yeah. um i agree with that totally uh, let's talk about belief so okay you you're sharing like okay i'm looking like you've been chasing this impossible dreams that you you can't even grasp right which is so exciting uh, but where does the belief come if i do this today that i might come there and i'm okay not coming there uh, but i'm focusing yeah. on the now you know i think it's different for everyone depending on how your life has unfolded and you remember well you may not it was a long time ago 2017 but on in episode 14 talked a little bit about my journey yeah. to even finding my bicycle and i was healing from um anorexia and a drug addiction and and two suicide attempts and so i was not the kid that you know when i was 5 years old my mom or dad put me on a bike and the the rest is history right right so and i think that that would actually be i've seen so many athletes that that's their story right they got put in the pool or on the bike or you know given the weights or whatever it might be and the exterior expectations were so great they were never able to reach their you know potential yeah. because everyone was expecting this certain thing out of me so i had nobody expecting anything in in in, in as it relates to olympics or yeah. even being a professional cyclist and i really just started falling in love with the freedom of movement on my bike like really quite literally just riding my bike up pacific coast highway and turning into the beautiful canyons and getting my life back so it took years for the scope of the olympic games to kind of show up in my Yeah. peripheral like and because that's where it was in the beginning it was like i think some people were placing it back there and i was like i can sort of see the rings a little <laughs> but it was still like that's it, i still had the mindset of that's a little ridiculous and not so much ridiculous i mean ridiculous like haha ridiculous not yeah. like i can't do it but yeah. um just knowing my story it was like this that would be crazy but i just kept cycling cuz i had fallen in love with the sport and so i just thought if i can just keep that love alive then where is where i'm going to go is where i'm going to go with it so it wasn't until probably like 3 years out from the olympic games in london maybe maybe a little longer maybe almost 4 years that it kind of entered my sphere that this is a real possibility like you you really have a shot at this some of it was because people were telling me that i don't i don't think i was the first one to say i had a shot and uh and then so i started to have to open up my consciousness to am i really going to go for this one thing you yeah. know it, it's like this moment in time i you know we knew the date 4 years out august 3rd and 4th of 2012 you know you do the uh it's three rides to the to the gold medal round and i i knew so many details about it and it just um it 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 made it all it did was make the journey um i don't want to say more more meaningful but but big aspirations like that 
there's like a little more skin in the game, right? When you've actually said to yourself, okay, I might be able to do this. This might be reality. And that part of it felt different than before because I think I had it easy before because it was just like, like I said, I was just, I just kept falling in more in love with the sport. Then I fell in love with competition. Then I fell in love with my teammates on the U.S. national team. Then I, you know, it, it was just, it was, it was a lot of hardship too. I mean, obviously yeah. it wasn't, but um, bringing that, 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 the bigness into the picture um, brought on a lot of nerves for me, quite frankly, that, that skin in the game, it, it started making me very fearful um, and, and worried that I was going to disappoint. And that required a whole lot of sports psychology to finally get. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. writing about, I'm writing a, a memoir and I've been writing about that because I became a, like a psychological crate. I was a mess yeah. and it, I didn't start out that way. Right. But to your point, this goal, once that big goal came in, I, I started unraveling psychologically and I had to get some 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 masterful um, help, and yeah. to, to to be able to to go to the start line and not completely just you know totally freak out and lose my mind. No, I mean high high performers. We we have the curse of becoming obsessed on things, sure. uh, and uh, you know it's it's not always easy. But I think it's 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 good to talk about this because yeah. I mean I don't know if you read Wall Street Journal this morning, but 19 CEOs actually died in their office last year. Uh, it's oh that's, my god, that's crazy. Like you, uh, so I Oof. mean, yeah. So like we have to look at okay, why do you do something? Where's the joy in doing things? And if you're listening to this and have goals, you know, I think. And I wanted to ask you this because I remember in the beginning of my career as an athlete, mm -hmm. I wanted certainty that I was going to win. So I almost told myself, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And if I didn't win, it was a big failure on me as a human being, not in that competition because I took mm -hmm. it as I'm a bad human being. Mm. But the more I realize, the more I'm letting go, the more joy mm -hmm. I let in, the better I perform. And also it's okay not always winning. Uh, and I think a lot of people that mm. are setting goals or thinking about dreams, they want certainty if they can, and if they can't have certainty, they're not going to go for it because they don't want to disappoint themselves or any other people. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. can you just talk through that? And like, how do you train your mind to be okay that it's an adventure and that the whole idea with an adventure is that you do not know what the outcome is going to be. Mm -hmm. You know, Peter, I don't know if that's trainable. I'd have, we'd have to have an expert and you're probably way more of an expert than I am. Um, to me, the people that I have seen that are, um, that, that, that way, right. Where they're adventure seekers versus like, you know, end of the road seekers. I think it's, and I'm one of those people yeah. for sure. I, and, and I think it is maybe part DNA and part life story or a combination of the two or one or the other. I, I don't know entirely. I think I was always really adventurous as a kid and I didn't ever need to know what was going to happen at the end. I just wanted to like try something or do something. But again, because of my history and my past, that set me up to be in a state of constant adventure seeking 
because I was so excited and grateful that I was alive. Yeah. It's like the simple stuff, right? You just boil it down to it. Once I really considered myself healed from the anorexia and I wasn't doing drugs anymore. And I had started to, 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 to ride my bike and move again and was able to have friends and relationships and work again. I mean, you know, I, I, my whole life was gone for about four years, you know, felt like it was stolen from me, but I did it to myself, of course. Um, it just set up a, a, a system inside of me to always be seeking that next adventure and, and seeking like, what's possible? What can I do? And then many times I don't do the thing that I'm headed towards, you know, and I'll be like, I don't really like that, or that's not me or, and, and, and here's the key. I am very rarely, I don't want to say never, but because I can't remember a time, but I don't want to say never, um, disappointed. Like I'm, and, and, and I see a lot of people who are disappointed a lot. Yeah. in themselves or in others or their expectations that they have for their husband or their wife or their parents or their best friend or their boss or um and I think a lot of it is from I think a lot of it is my history but I don't know how you would teach I don't know how you teach that how you teach to seek adventure and not the result only yeah yeah uh, thank you for sharing that and I and I think it comes back to like you have to come down from the stands and be in the mm -hmm. arena and get you know get the blood sweat and tears get the reps in and yeah. And, yeah. and feel right. feel the things and that and that's the human experience and 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 i think us as human beings we are not perfect and that's what actually is beautiful 100% and that's the, yeah. uh, i'm going to have two more things before i go into uh, my final thoughts uh, because i'm gonna yeah. let you go we wanted to make this short i, I feel like i can talk to you for hours but i i want to make I this a short same. short episode uh so uh can you just share like if for people are listening here now they have gone through pain and uh, they, they are in a new chapter in their life just that you were one at one point like but they okay, they right. want to seek adventure they want to go after the fun stuff like do you have any type of guidance or advice or just sharing what, how you, you know, did it. You know, I think that it's the ultimate of seeking adventure is do what scares you. I mean, sign yourself up for something that is scary, whatever that is, go climb Everest or, um, because then if you do that and you say, okay, I'm going to do this thing, right? We want to stick with what we said we're going to do. And, you know, uh, it, that, that'll make you start to be dedicated to it. And then you have the opportunity then to either have a blast trying to get there, which means you're seeking, you're, you're preparing, your adventure of preparing is to seek the great adventure of whatever you're scared of and whatever you're signed up for. And then the route to the thing is almost more joyful than the thing, right? Because the route's always going to be longer than the thing, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, probably. Um, you know, learning how to fly a plane, right? And then finally it's like it's 
it's so exciting learning like when you don't know something and you learn, you know, I mean, think about how it's so fun to be a kid because you're learning something, you know, five times a day, right? And then as we get older, we kind of siphon ourselves off and we're not really learning something new every day or even every week or even every month necessarily. Um, and I think that's where that's where a lot of the joy and fun comes in is, well, being being sort of kid-like, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know if that was an excellent that's what came to mind. No, that was great. That's it. I, I think our conversation today is raw. I, I, yeah. Sometimes I love having conversation with somebody that just releasing a book or somebody. It's all the same. Whatever you ask, it's the same, the same answer. It's like, this is raw. So this is great. Boilerplate, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that is a, yeah, yeah. This, it's called bridging, right? You ask one <laughs> question, you get, but this is, this is real. So let me ask you this uh, before I let you go. So I'm reading a book called The Second Mountain now. I, I'm not sure if you heard about it. And you not talked yet. about being in the moment and joy. And in this book, the author is saying that forgetting oneself is the joy, uh, mm -hmm. which means when you're in service and you're climbing onto your second mountain, which you are now kind of from going from being an Olympic Olympian to an activist. So, which is service. Mm -hmm. uh, can you just talk a little bit on like comparing being an athlete, focusing on winning a medal and now being more in service mode and how that has affected you? Well, it, the main difference is, is, being an Olympic athlete is extraordinarily self-serving. I mean, in every way, shape and form, I don't really love admitting that, but I honestly got sick and tired of thinking about myself. I, I got towards the end there and I, I, I just, I was so over it. I was so ready to jump out of that and just do something for somebody or anybody else just to just just to have that focus I, I just I remember stepping off the Olympic podium and kissing my husband when I saw him for the first time after we did all the press and all the stuff you do and I just said I never want to have another conversation about how my legs feel again in this lifetime yeah. we you know because that's a cyclist right so yeah. you're always you know you know they're they're puffy, they're fluid, they're full, they're sore. They're, I mean, we have a hundred adjectives. And it was like, bleh, like yeah. so sick of this. <laughs> so, so self-involved. I mean, yeah. who cares? So, and we haven't, we have not had another conversation about my legs mm. in 12 years. We have later. conversations <laughs> about his because he's yeah. still cycling, cycling kind of hard, but <laughs> oh God. Um, so it, it just, I mean, everything, everything changes. I, I think though, with the activist thing, I have to watch out to not get in, um, not be egotistical. There's something about service, a service-oriented job, because it is what I do for a job. I run a nonprofit and you know, I take a salary. Um, where I really have to watch out to not get like a almost like a God complex. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it, and I wasn't anywhere close to that in, in, in being an Olympic athlete. 
this I have to check myself all the time. And I'm, I've, I've really never shared that before, but I, it is an ugly place to get to if you, you know, you think you're hot shit and holier than thou because I'm saving the world and what are you doing? Yeah. Your brain goes into weird places. So that's, I just am always trying to stay hyper aware and noticing that because I think that's where that's a, a, a little bit of a slippery slope and, and, and a danger in, in activism. Um, and I've seen some people let it kind of take over and it can get, it can get kind of ugly. So really keeping the mind in the service, yeah, in the service, not talking about how great the service is or what you're doing in the service, but actually serving and staying in the work. And that, that, that helps a lot to stay in it. Right. So there we go. Right back to the present, right. To, right back to not the distracted present, the real true, you know, present of right now. Thank you, Dotsi. And before I let you go, any other final thoughts you want to share with the audience here today? I hate final thoughts. That's <laughs> what I want to share. Oh, God. So I very so, so open-ended question. There you go. Don't have it. Right. Like it's supposed to be like something, you know, Martin Luther King-ish or something. And you're yes. like, I don't have that. Pressure is on. <laughs> no. Um, no, not really, but I am like a total open book and I love to hear from people. And if, if anything has uh, resonated, I love to walk with people on their journey. So, you know, I'm here and available and not unreachable like some people are. So yeah, if anybody needs anything, yeah, that's what I'll say to end. I'm awesome. here. And where can people connect with you? That's where is best. Um, you can, I am like, well, I'm not like, I am 51. So I uh, am not awesome on social media. I pretty much never check it. So you can email me if you want. <laughs> that generation is dotsy at switchforgood.org. And it's switch, the number four, good.org. That's that's um, the the nonprofit that I have. So because I really mean it. If 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 anybody needs any, you know, I don't know, help with their journey or or whatnot, or if something we talked about, Peter, you know, they um, want to dig into a little bit deeper, or if there's any aspiring Olympians out there, uh, yeah, I'm here. Thank you. And you know, one of the coolest things that I have learned during this journey of the podcast is that yeah. some of the hardest workers or people that accomplish great things, they are actually very, very available because mm. at one point they, they were, you know, you, uh, they're listening to this. They wanted yeah. more information. They reached out to somebody. So giving back, it's, it's, it's a joy. So don't, don't hesitate. And that's what, when I did episode one was actually with Sky Christofferson, our, our mutual friend. Yeah. And I decided that I'm going to ask without answering for other people. And I think that is, if that's a summary or something that I want to share today, mm -hmm. if there's something that you want to do or you want to reach out to somebody or try something, ask and do not answer for that other person or go try and not, don't say it's going to go well or bad. Try, be there in the moment fully yeah, yeah. and experience life because it's, you've, you've felt this conversation hopefully today that, we're we're all still learning. 
we're all still evolving and there's no real truth. It's always evolving and you need to find it within yourself and your, you know, loved ones and community. That is some wisdom right there. That's it. Thank you for like tuning it. in to the <laughs> I Love Success podcast. This was a short and sweet episode. I, I really wanted to talk to uh, to Dotsie about this because it's it it's not the normal kind of answer that uh, sometimes is you know kind of upsetting. You know, there's three. If you go and Google three things to do that or seven things to do that, and then there's right. like eight things to do that. So what three, seven, so now we're 18 things or is it just one of those? So you right. got to figure it out. <laughs> and the only way to figure it out is to, you know, go through the journey. So that's it, everybody. Thank you so much. If you enjoy the show, please share it with somebody that needs to hear this message. Give us a like, review, share so we can reach more people. Uh, when I started this podcast, I had a big fat goal of helping at least 10 million people to achieve their dreams. And we're working awesome. towards that. And yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Incredible. <laughs>